Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Magically Cruising where we share the latest cruise news, tips and reviews with you. I'm Kieran from Magical Traveller. I'm an independent travel agent specialising in cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow hosts Sarah and Donna. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Sarah and I am one half of Cruising for All stroke Cruising with Kids. We are a cruise website that write about cruise experiences, drinks, packages, and family cruising. And oh, Donna just made me laugh. I'm the other half. Can you imagine us trying to walk on the top deck with our ankles tied together, one leg each? <laughs> 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 I'm the other half of Cruising for All. So, um, yes. And I've got my own website, because as well, which is a channel one as well, I've got. Amazing. So this week we have decided, I say we decided, Donna just come back off a cruise with MSC. So we just thought it was a great chance to kind of just have a chat with Donna and just see kind of how that sailing went, what she loved, what she maybe didn't love, and just get a little bit more information on kind of what she got up to. Um, I'm going to spoil her a little bit and tell everybody, and it's probably the title so you know anyway, but Donna was on board MSC. So I thought a good place to start first before we jump into your trip is just, I guess, there are individual experience with MSC have either of us obviously Donna has that's a spoiler um but Sarah have you ever sailed with MSC I have never sailed on MSC um I I just don't know I don't don't know I've never booked and I think because there's so many cruise lines I loved it feels like a risk but then I know how much Donna loves it so I keep thinking I will try so that's my stance on it it's it looks good but maybe I need to try it yep I have sailed on MSC. I was invited on last summer um, by MSC to experience it. And overall, I had a really lovely time. I can't fault anything uh, other than the food is my big one that I thought um, was a bit of an issue, but mainly because Phil's gluten-free. And compared to other lines, in my personal opinion, their approach to gluten-free was just difficult. And if you've got to listen to your partner complain for like seven days at sea about food, you just... (laughs) It just helps you decide how you're going to sail. But I can't fault MSC. You know, I've had a really lovely time on board. I generally have probably the nicest time in my cabin and just relaxing on board just because there's so much on board to do. Um, I've seen it on Virtuoso, so I don't know if that makes a difference. But I think that's going to jump into what Donna's going to share with us today because the ship she sailed on was very different from Virtuoso, who is a mammoth yeah. ship. And you were on a very small ship with um, MSC. So, yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit more, Donna, I guess, about yeah. your... What the voyage so you I just sailed on a 10 day um, on the MSC Lyrica and I have sailed before on the um, Bellissima and the Grandiosa and my husband's been on the new one, the World Europa um, and we picked this cruise solely because of the itinerary. So we're going to be in Alicante. We had a few days spare and they added this really, I think, quite a cool itinerary which sailed out of Alicante it did Genoa, um, Barcelona, Malaga, Ceuta, Tangier, Casablanca. Not in that particular order. I was trying to remember them all. <laughs> really, really cool ports. So some smaller ports that the bigger ships don't go into, like Ceuta and um, Casablanca. And it, I, I was excited about the itinerary. And I like, I do like a smaller ship. This is the smallest ship that I've sailed on. And it is the smallest and the oldest ship um, from MSC, so it was it was interesting, and it had, had it did have some mixed reviews. And I had, I did join a forum, and it was interesting to hear different people's opinions. So we'll go over some of those now. So, what do you want? Do you want to know? <laughs> well, I guess, and um, Sarah, you are the lady with the practice. 
but do you, are, you, are you able to, because you shared that with me before we started filming, but have you got a couple of top facts about the Lyrica and I guess her launch date and things like that? So it holds 2,548 passengers and it's got a crew of 752. So she was launched in 2003 and renovated in 2015. So I suppose the third question would be the decor. So the decor, would you all agree? Yeah, so she's um, very traditional. There's no bling. There's none of these Swarovski staircases or anything like that. Um, she's quite a small ship, so her main atrium is your uh, reception desk with a large, just gold and marble staircase, just two levels, no big lifts that come through the middle. And, and on the second floor, there is um, the coffee shop. That's your main like, atrium. But it's very small. We're not talking a great big atrium that goes up and you go in the lift and you can see it all. And it's just gold, brass, and um, uh, marble, but pretty. Um, and then throughout the ship, you've got um, the pub, which is more like a lounge, really. Not like the traditional pubs that you get now on the bigger ships. It's more like a lounge. Um, again, they have all the different beers. They've got the same choice. They've got the same menu. The menus are more or less identical throughout the ship. The cocktail menus are identical throughout the ship. Then it's got Beverly Hills Bar. Then it's got two other bars as well, which you, one's a piano bar, and it, so it's. But then it's quite limited. It's got a splash deck. I don't know if you if you're looking at it online. I'm sitting in the splash deck now, um, and it's got a pool, um, and, it, and it's got outdoor buffet, an indoor buffet. So the decor's just nice carpets and lounge seats. I wouldn't say. Does it? Um. I no. I. I don't think it does. For me, it just seems like a nice, a nice, well, it's not ultra modern, but a nice classy ship, if that, you know. Well, she was renovated in 2015, wasn't she? So I'm guessing a lot of the decor, like the soft furnishings, furniture, things like that, were probably updated to make it feel a bit fresher. Because I know some ships, especially the carpets, look like magic eye posters a little bit, because that was the trend back in kind of the late noughties, and some of them have still got those really kind of loud carpets type of thing so i'm guessing and msc are known for kind of having really tasteful decor um it is very blingy usually as you say but um they're, they're quite tasteful and kind of making sure that it's not overly offensive to any one particular style it's a simple one pared down really just very subtle then i mean i've been on the was on the fantasia last year and there that's sort of there like the manhattan bar is really bright and, and colorful and really sort of like a bit wacky um but still classy. Um, but no, it's quite pared down, really. Um, one lounge was all red. One lounge was all turquoise seats. One lounge was all pink. The bar was all pink. The small bar. So it was quite. It was just quite pared down, but just nice and nothing. You go, oh wow! But just, just nice lounges, really. Nice and simple. I guess. Two questions I've got then, because this is the perception a lot of people have with MSC. Obviously, Virtuosa has been very Britishified, if you want to call it that. Um, but would you find MSC is very welcoming to kind of British um, sailors, people who maybe aren't as cosmopolitan-minded? Would they get on with MSC's brand of cruising? It's funny you should say that about it being Britishified. I've not really experienced it other than on the last ship. So I haven't been on the Virtuosa. I've been on the Grandiosa and the Bellissima. And the Bellissima I sailed out of um, Dubai. And I've sailed on a couple of short ones as well. And on the Grandiosa. And when we've been on it before, well, on the Davina as well. 
And when we've sound out them before, they've been very European. Sound out, sound out in English, uh, Italian ports. Very European kids. The kids went to the kids club, and they were. It was very mixed. They learned more language. They said than they learned at school. Um, so I would say, I think maybe the virtuoso band at Southampton would be more of a which is inspired, and they certainly have got the pub things like that, and they do like a bit of creepy stuff like that. But um, it's too much, I don't think, on the other ships sailing out. Um, the new compared to other ships you've sailed on, then would you say she's definitely more European though, or is she is she kind of on par with you know some of the more ships like the American brands? Would you say the experience is kind of consistent with other? I islands? sort of feel like all of the all of the MSC ones I've been on be quite European. Lots of uh, lots of Italians, lots of Spanish, um, but this ship was probably the most um, British people that I'd seen on board, uh, and that was probably because we were sailing out of Anacanti and Malaga. So, did they still? Was you on a ship once and you shared that they they play Andrea Bocelli yeah. as you were sailing out? Of port? Yes, they play right. it out of port um, every time you sail out. And actually, it's funny because I was sitting at the bar with a couple of um, people we met this time on the Lyrica, and I went, oh, this and this, they always play it. And they went, they do on here too. And I missed it because it's so bad. We weren't actually on top deck at all, but they do do it. They literally, every time it sells out, they say, they um, play um, Time to Say Goodbye, which, oh, so I love it. I, I love it. So they play it, what, on like in the, the ship PA or from the yes, hall? Yes, it comes, comes out. On the um, up on deck on the PA system, they play that as you're yeah. sailing out. I do. I really like things like that. I think they could have given like a bit of character to the brands if you feel like this is something you got. You're you're you. It's like everyone says the Disney whistle with the Disney ships, um, princess as well with the love boat theme, things like that. I get a bit of a goosebump chill of like it takes me back to my holiday whenever I hear it. So I love things like that. Enough to see Angela Bocelli um, at the Bellissima. Um, and all boys. Yeah. And that was just amazing. So, yeah. I love him. So to yeah. hear that, to hear that every time you go out for is amazing. And so far, all the ships I've been on, it has done that. I mean, if, if anyone wants to comment, if they've been on it, they don't do it, let, let us know. But so far, all the ones I've been on, they have done that. Uh, mm-hmm. I did miss it. Yeah, I don't recall her on Virtuosa, but I may have missed it. It may have happened. I but definitely don't recall it on Virtuosa anyway. Can I ask about were there any families on board? Because obviously you're, uh, I've seen photos and you've got your backdrop now if you're watching on video that you, you've got a kiddies splash pool behind you. We so... travelled outside of the holidays. So it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of families on board. There was um, there was no British families on board, maybe because of the time of year. Um, there was a few babies, quite a few babies on board. I mean, not loads, but there was a few babies on board with people with buggies. And there was a few teenagers. You could see them dotted about the ship, but not very many. Um, the kids club. I did wander past the kids clubs, um, and they were all they were all freshly done and lovely. The Chico Baby Club looked beautiful. Um, that's the one where you go in with the babies. So there was parents in there with their children. I'm little because I went past them, so I didn't photograph them. Um, but yeah, they've got three clubs. Clubs. Um, they were not open all day. They had a couple of breaks throughout the day. Where they were like open for three hours or four hours and they had evening ones and lots of spend like lots of um entertainment for the kids as well. Yeah, so that was that was good. They seemed to be enjoying it. I didn't see anyone complaining. But um there was a great big um ice cream um gelato stand as well. 
up on deck 11 um you could buy ice creams it wasn't included in any packages the gelato looked amazing um and it was about two euro two euros each the gelato i didn't see it did you a baby splash bowl? yes so behind me is the splash area and it's huge it's really really big it's actually bigger than some of the splash balls i've seen in royal caribbean it took up one whole half of the top deck uh so you don't you can go in that with diapers yes and yes this one you can as far i had looked it up as far as i'm aware you're allowed to go into that you're obviously not allowed to go into the pool um obviously no one in it in that because the pool was actually 18. did i say <laughs> we probably should say when when were you on board because we haven't actually said that again in january into february so normally you'd expect it to be in spain I would say normally about 18 degrees and if it's sunny it's really warm but it's cold and chilly in the evening but we was a little bit unlucky because the weather in Spain has been and in Europe has been a bit dismal so um experiencing temperatures of 12 13 3 degrees in Marseille but brilliant blue skies and no couldn't I mean you can see behind brilliant blue skies but it's been very chilly so there was no swimming there was a there was a sign up every day um, saying how cold the pool was um, and it, the week before it was 22 so they'd had a bit of a hot over Christmas it'd been warm but it dropped right down to 18 when we was on board so we definitely people in the hot tubs hot tubs were warm obviously you've got to get out haven't you after so the- <laughs> there were quite a few hot tubs actually so yeah there were quite a lot of people in hot tubs <laughs> So that brings me on then to your TikTok, Kieran. Can we add links to this? I don't know. Is the honest answer? I don't know. Um, if they follow you guys though on TikTok and search for you TikTok, well, what is your TikTok tag? It's cruising for all. If they follow you guys on TikTok, they will find this video that you're about to talk about. Tell us about your TikTok. So I, I was instructed by my wonderful partner Sarah to get loads of videos. I was like. But it was everything was so calm and peaceful on board. It was nothing really like, oh, that's just a, that's just a video of a bar. So um, my husband said, right, we're going to walk all the way around. It was a sea day. Then I walked every single deck. And we started at the bottom. We walked all the way around every single deck just to get our steps up and have a look and see if we'd not missed anything. Got to the top deck. It was a blustery with about ten, eight or 10 degrees. We, we'd been saying on the sea day, we were somewhere near Malaga, I think it was going towards Morocco. Very, very windy. And I thought I'd walk along to... We were hit by this wind. I could barely walk. Uh, actually, it was like... You know, like the... <laughs> My mouth was going like that. It was... It, well, I, I didn't post all of it on there because, I t- trust me, I looked horrendous. Um, <laughs> to the other end, actually. But also, but the water was coming out of the pool and everything. I've got that videoed as well. But... It, it, <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, you look like the tortoise out of Wallace and Gromit. Like, we played it at dinner, and we must have <laughs> times. You're laughing so much. Oh, and the things you do, the TikTok. God, I God. So, anyway, sorry, yeah, don't press yeah. in. The cabin, can you tell us a bit about the cabin? We stayed, we had a suite. So, there's no... Uh... I say, you're always fancy when you sit with MSCR, aren't you? You're not somebody who stays sweet in, in um, standard class with everybody else. To be fair, MSC was a little bit, price-wise, it's a bit um, cheaper than the likes of Royal Caribbean and that, so it's a little bit more doable as well. Um, but we've only ever done Yacht Club before on, well, on 
MSC. At this time, um, there's no yacht club at all when they're a cast. It's small. So they've got the Bella and they've got the Fantastic package and they've got the Aurea package. That's how you say it. Um, so we picked a suite, which actually, as I'm told, is not that much bigger than the extra large balcony. I think there was some below us that were just like an extra large balcony, but you can add the Aurea to it. So then you get your drinks package and you get your um, space up on deck where you can sunbathe as well. Um, so, But it was quite a big um, cabin. We had like the the large bed, but a great big walk-in wardrobe. Um, we had a bath actually, and then we had to um, pull out beds, like sofa beds, if you had more people in the room, and a mini bar. And the funniest thing, which everyone was a, which was a bit of a running joke, is where was the safe? So we've gone in there, and we was going, "There's no safe. There's no safe in the cupboard. There's no safe." And then for some reason, he pulled the mirror and where the mirror is, and you've got your little dressing area, opened it up. It's a great big cupboard with safety behind the mirror. And it's, yeah, it's mad. And apparently everyone on the on the Facebook forums are like, well, here's the safe from the Louvre. Got weird. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I did a little video of that. It's behind the, uh, behind the, the wall on the mirror. Um, but, you know, really nice. They, I think if anything looks dated, I think the rooms look a little bit dated. Probably just because of colour. They're like a they're like an orangey mustardy coloured with and the pictures are quite mad, a bit Picasso-y. So they are a little bit dated for MSC, the colour scheme. That was the only thing I would terracottas and stuff like that. But other than that, it was really I think and we can chat about ports in a second, I guess, but I think this is the unique thing. So Lyrica is obviously one of the smaller ships now in the MSC fleet and the perk, I guess, of picking a smaller ship is that you are going to get to go to ports that the large ships just physically can't fit into. Um, obviously, as well, from an environmental point of view, there's a lot of ports that have kind of refused to take cruise ships now, whereas a lot of these smaller ships now, and this is, again, the beauty of these larger fleets like Royal and MSC and Norwegian, where they've got kind of big new ships that have got all the new features and are huge, but then also they've got some of their smaller ships as well is they offer these really cool itineraries that are maybe a bit longer. They go to unusual places. They may be open jaw as well. So you're kind of uh, embarking in one port, disembarking in another port. So they're not full round trips. I think they offer kind of for those people who maybe have sailed a, a number of times, which obviously you guys have, it gives you a chance to do something that may be a little bit different that you wouldn't get on the kind of bigger ship round port, Barcelona, Barcelona, seven nights, seven nights, seven nights. She does the same thing for months on end. You know, she's probably going to go off and do lots of different and unique ports. Like some of the ports you've been to on this voyage, I've never even come across myself in all my years of sailing travel. It. When we've done some of our the bigger ships, we've literally done sometimes the same cruise over and over again because it's been the same ports. So you've gone to Barcelona, Marseille, the big ports, Civitavecchia, and Livorno. But these were smaller ports. We did do Barcelona, um, but we did Ceuta. And we did Casablanca and Tangier. First time I've ever done Morocco, which I I loved. I mean, one one of our trips was very interesting. Um, but I yeah, I did. It, I really really loved it. And I think as well, it the thing with MSC this time they they got a lot of new people on board. A lot of the English people that we met um, were first time cruisers. They only cruised because they lived in Mal. They lived really? in Alicante. So, because they lived there, was like, oh, there's a cruise, so we'll try that. So, then that's why there was a lot more Brits on board. There was sort of like, right, makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah, so probably expats who are probably living there for the winter months, maybe, and they're looking for something different to do. Uh, okay, cool, cool. interesting yeah. to say, actually. And uh, the other thing I like as well is with MSC, you can sort of get on and get off whenever you want. So you can get on at any port. You can get on at Malaga, you can get on at Kenti, get on and off every day. So it's... I say that is a unique thing in there about MSC, the fact that, that you can book part of the journey as well, more so than most lines. Some cruise lines offer this, but MSC are pretty, pretty well known for it. You can do, obviously, the full round trip, or you can do kind of half of a trip as well. And I guess you're going to have different people as well embarking and disembarking at different opportunities yeah. as well. So that atmosphere is changing throughout the voyage well, as well. The main um, one for this itinerary was Genoa. Most people were getting on there um, because it's an Italian... That's their main, their main port. Um, but lots of people getting on at Barcelona and Manila and Alicante. We've got on Alicante. MSC is a really good line of people who maybe want to do try a cruise because you can do those shorter jaw part trips as well. But also maybe people who want to go off and explore more as well. But, you know, maybe travel, like as you say, from Barcelona, maybe they want to go to Italy as well. They could use MSC as the method to get there, do a really nice cruise and then get off and do a land trip as well as that as well. So I think... That's the unique thing about the way that they sell their trips is you've got the option to kind of tailor make your trip a little bit more than just doing, as you say, the seven-night round back, back to back yeah, type of thing. I, I, we loved it for that. That's that was why we picked it. So and it did disappoint us all. So, but which port was your favourite then? That was that you my favourite. So um, I think for ease of getting off and just having a little wonder was Suta, which is fine, uh, but it's obviously. A part of Africa and Morocco on the little corner. You can actually see Gibraltar from it. Um, they didn't make that port, I don't think, the last two itineraries, so we were lucky. But the weather's not been so good, so the last two itineraries, it hasn't docked there. Um, people were saying about that. So that is that is the thing. If it's a smaller port and the weather's not too great, then sometimes you may miss it, but it's that's that's the ship's safety, isn't it? So unfortunately, it's a bit like um, But I love Suta because you can literally... Get straight off the ship, and within a couple of minutes' walk, you were right at the city city walls, and they gave you a map and a guide, and you could follow. And I love a statue, and you can follow and you can follow all the points, walk around, double have tapas, go shopping, and be back on the ship and have your lunch. So that was we like we do like to do the out, get off early, do a bit of exploring. If it's a big port, we'll just choose one thing um, and get back on the ship, maybe for lunch or after lunch. I was just saying, meals are included on the ship. I ain't paying extra for oh. meals when it's back on the ship included. <laughs> that, that was another thing, actually, as well, is, is the meals. So it's it's not your big spangly um, like some of the bigger ships. Um, the and the menus are fine. They're very varied. There's lots of choice. Um, sometimes... The meals were better than other times. Um, I I did go to the buffet. There was lots of choice in the buffet. I'm not one for buffets, really. I try and uh, avoid it. You'd go once or twice. Um, so we tended to go for lunches in the dining room, um, and they did that every day. See the dinners in the main dining room of an evening, um, which were really good. Um, we did speak to the maitre d' one night we had a meal that was a bit cold. Um, and it's probably been sitting there a little bit too long. So we had the staff couldn't have been any better. They were amazing. So after that, the, and it was always really hot. And he did sort of say, 
try and explain, well, actually, it's a much older ship. So the technologies are not quite as that where they sort of like get sent down. So you had visions of them all running around with plates trying to. I think it was quite as bad as that. But no, I was pleasantly surprised. There was also a lot of food on offer at all times of the day. So there, um, your buffet was open more or less all day. Like certain times it closed and it resets up, doesn't it, for dinner. Uh, but then there was a pizza place. It was only about two in the morning, one or two in the morning. Pizza was amazing. Obviously, it should be. It's Italian. I say this is what MSC are famous for, their pizza, isn't and it? And it's outside. It was outside on deck 11. So outside the buffet. And they had great big sails up, so it was a bit nippy out there, I must admit, because of the weather. Um, but there was constantly focaccia, pizzas, um, pastas, constantly coming out. You could get a slice of that. It was really lovely. And on the other side of the ship was burgers, chips, um, kebabs, uh, all sorts of things. Chicken, chicken burgers, all sorts of so it's not all Mediterranean food things. That's a big impression a lot of people have is that it's just nothing but pastas and pizza the entire time. You can't get, you know, stuff we No, there, there was always a speciality pasta in the restaurants at lunch and dinner and another choice of pasta. Um, at one lunchtime, they had the great big cheese and they was that was lovely. They was doing that. Um, so, yeah, there was quite a lot of choice. There was always something to eat. There was always something that was different. Um, I, I, I had no complaints. It, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't it wasn't bland some as i said some meals were oh that was really really nice and i was like oh okay, that was okay but um well, i wasn't expecting sort of like princess wonderland to do you know like a royal caribbean it just good good nice cooked food and i could soup and a roll <laughs> yeah was there any speciality dining on board then because i know there's a lot on virtuosa but is there any on board um, Erica? one it's called it's um sashimi Japanese um. Okay, is it there? Well, Phil, I'm just going to say the other brand. Then I know what it's called. They 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 they've got their teppanyaki style Japanese. Teppanyaki. It's just all the sashimi and the noodles. Um, very good with stuff like that because I don't normally eat that food. So I did go and try it. It was really lovely, but it's more my husband's cup of tea. So I I don't understand all the. But it was lovely. It was really really nice. It was lovely food. Um, and I. Probably put the thing in the comments how much it was. I should have that up first. <laughs> yeah, but that was really nice. The set menu was lovely. But we actually, because we, again, because we're diamond, you get a free meal, a speciality meal on every sailing. So for, you can pick a restaurant. Obviously, there's only one restaurant on the can we Can we pick up on that? Because um, you were diamond in World Caribbean, weren't you? And, and, MSC status match, don't they? I believe that has slightly changed now. Um, and the status match now right. is a little bit lower on MSC. So we've met some people that are diamond on Royal and they've ended up one less because it's now it's now diamond. It used to be black card, now it's diamond on MSC. I believe they've got the below that. Um, but I think when we matched, it took us to the top one. We were just under diamond plus uh, on Royal Caribbean. It's like I'm Ruby, I'm Princess, and it's taken me to the one below. Because yeah. I did it in case we were going to book a cruise, yeah. didn't I? Um, and it's taken me to the one below, so I just I didn't know. Yeah, no, I it changed um, a, few, a little while ago, so it, it's actually a little bit less. They've, they've made the points a little bit different. Because um, it... I say we've matched. It does vary by program as well, because they've matched our Disney Castaway Club, which was silver, to gold MSC. Um, so it it does depend on the cruise. They, they seem to value different tiers at different prices now. 
Um, but it, it is a great tip and it's something that I try and point out to customers as well. If they want to try MSC, it's a good one to try because you also get your Voyager's discount as well. So if you're matching into MSC and you're doing your first ever sailing with them, you will instantly save 5% on that first ever yeah. Voyage. You Once you've done your first one, you then get access to the full Voyager's discount as well. So again, depending on the tier you're matching into, you could also then save up to 20% off any MSC cruise as well in the future. Yeah. So it is definitely worth considering if you are a regular sailor and you want to just give it a go and see what it's like, definitely do the status match um, and then definitely have a look out for that, that Voyager's discount as well. It can be really I valuable. I quite like the perks with the, uh, the dive. And as I said, to have a choice of a speciality uh, menu on whatever ship you're on. Last time I was on the um, Fantasy World Witch, Witch's Cup, um, you normally get a set menu. You don't get a whole choice off of the menu, but you still get that included, which is really good. It's nice to try. Um the other thing that's really funny is because obviously we went sweet class, things would deliver be delivered to your room. But I never knew whether it was because we was diamond because it was a sweet. So I have no idea. So one <laughs> bottle of champagne turned up. I believe that was because it was a sweet. The next day, other bottle turned up. So I think that was because we were diamonds. And then also the next day, macaroons turned up. Then we had chocolates. And the same, obviously, when you're in the yacht club, because you're diamond, you get two things and you're like, is that because I'm your club or is that because mm -hmm. we've done that? So, well, I must admit, we were worried not going your club, but we were disappointed. The only thing I would say is um, when you do go to go your club, you're, you're normally a different restaurant. It's a smaller, more intimate restaurant, a little bit quieter. And that the only, I haven't dined in a, the main dining room for a while, so I really noticed the noise. Uh, not that it was people shouting or kids crying or anything like that. I, I noticed that level of buzz of people talking to you. So that was the only thing I would have, I noticed because it's much, it's the whole width of the ship, isn't it? The, the, the yeah, restaurant. So I did notice that a noise noise level. That might just be me that's just noticed that. <laughs> but, so yeah, kind of, uh, what was the service like? Because the, I was, the staff ratio is one to four, which is that quite low, Kieran? That's, that, that is low, sorry, yes. It's always weird to remember which we're at, but yeah, it is low. A lot of people commented on service in the bars, saying that it was quite slow. You'd be waiting 15 minutes for a drink and stuff like that. Um, to be fair, once we'd been in one bar for a while and they got to know us, they tended to they tended to come over and go, you want the same again, things like that. So the service was lovely. They were all really, really nice. I didn't meet anyone that wasn't nice at all. Um, when we went to the Beverly Hills bar, that was probably the longest wait. If you were sitting away from the bar, people waiting for people to come around and take your order. But again, as they get to know you, they go, hello, would you like, which is a little bit different. Um, we didn't tip. So it wasn't like we, we, we tipped them for them to come over to see us. It just about that it's like to know our faces. And we often sat at the bar because if you want to get a drink, it's the best place to be. So we've got our drinks quicker there. Um, and one guy, he was amazing. He, he, um, he'd worked on a couple of the other ships and he, did a couple of the cocktails and he took some of the ice out and made it like because I've done this a little bit different for you because I so we went and then one day he gave me a hot chocolate with Mickey Mouse on top was it a Mickey Mouse or Mickey Bear? What was that? It was so amazing. Um, but no, and then the meals, um, I didn't have any problems with the meals. Would say maybe the first couple of nights was a little bit slow, um, but again once they knew what wine you liked and that you wanted still water or sparkling water and that. Darren wanted olive oil and I wanted butter, it became a little bit quicker. I think that it's probably the first day you get on the ship. But no, I 
other than maybe a little bit slow for drinks, I didn't have a problem with the service. What I've been told with MSC is because they're quite an international line, they takes it takes them a bit of a time to kind of get a feel for the demographic on board. Because obviously British people drink more than maybe some other demographics would and the way we drink is different, but also the way we like food as well. Like hot plates is a very American thing. Some Brits like a hot plate. So it's a cultural thing that they kind of have to get a feel for. But I found once the kind of service team know that and know what you like then as you say they're really good at adapting and kind of going okay that's how you like things I'll adapt that then when they see you and they definitely definitely did that they definitely took notes of what you did the night before and stuff like that um one I would note about it and I did don't take me gospel for this but a lot of people commenting that they view the MSC Lyrica as a bit of a training ship there was lots and lots of new um staff on board and it's probably not a training ship but it, it probably is somewhere where they maybe start the staff off and they do get, like, because I know that we was at one of the Beverly Hills bar, he was teaching some of the new people to what to do, where to go. Um, maybe because it is a smaller ship, maybe that's a little thing to do with the staff issues. But I, I personally didn't have a bad experience. But I do know that that is something that people have talked about. I was say, well, what about, because we, we moved on from ports, but what about ports that didn't meet your expectations then? Were there any ports that you were a bit like, mm, I'm not, not sure excursions <laughs> that didn't meet my expectations. Well, I won't. Uh, <laughs> so um, we were a little bit unsure about doing Casablanca and Tangier, only because we'd read so many other reviews that um, you get pestered a little bit. Oh, do you want a taxi? Do you want this and buy this? And and I, I'm not worried about that. We've done lots of um, souks and medinas all over the world and been to lots of different places. Um, but the more you read about people being worried about it, well, I kept saying, oh, perhaps we should do a shore excursion. So we did do a shore excursion um, in Tangier. And people had said, oh, Tangier is a little bit... But we went to the Tetuan, the shore excursion there, and it was very, you could really see the poverty. I think that's probably the best way to explain it. Um, and we we unfortunately went on a day when the drains were blocked. <laughs> I didn't have a smelly vision. But you get to see, you do get to see. It might, it might not be everyone's cup of tea. I was back on the coach, but you do get to see how people live. I've got some amazing photos. Um, it was really, really interesting. Um, however, there was a lady on our coach on the way back that wasn't very well. So we did mention it to the staff when we got on board. So I don't know. <laughs> and uh, interested. But no, um, but other than that, when, when we drove through Tangier, it looked clean. It looked beautiful. And I think next time we would just get off and wander. I, don't, I didn't feel what, I was safe doing that. So it was quite good. Cool. Well, thank you for that, Donna. I think we need to wrap up because we're trying to keep these episodes to around about the 40-ish minute mark maximum. But I think that's a really good overview of kind of MSC in general, um, but also your kind of trip and your sailing and why small ship experiences are definitely something that people should consider as well. Um, where can people find out more about kind of your time on board? Have you got any other content? Obviously, you've got your socials on that. But if people want to find out a little bit more about your time on board, Lyrica, where's the best place for them to find that? Well, there's quite a lot on the on our Instagram now um, channels for that, but it it's all been added as we go along. As we go along, we're adding more and more. We've got quite a lot of port guides on our website as well. And I'm currently writing the Lyrica review. So you'll be able to read that a few days' time. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but all your TikToks are on TikTok, obviously, as well. And there's some funny ones on there as well. And some really great content. So, so definitely, guys, check that out. Search the guys out. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see any more as well. So if you want to follow me, I am on pretty much everything. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. Anything that I can stick my face on, I'm on it as Magical TRVLR. Um, and then where can the guys find you guys as well if they wanted to search out your content? So we are under cruising for all and cruising with kids because we're transitioning between the two and you can find us on instagram tiktok facebook group families and the group is moderated by kieran donna and myself and it's super friendly so if you are cruising with children then do pop along thank you for sharing that donna it was really interesting to kind of get your first-hand experience and guys i hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode now if you do want to give us a topic to talk about by all means hunt us down on social media and let us know what you'd like to hear from us in the future and we'll hopefully see you on the next episode. All the best. Bye. Bye.